welcome to Growing Belleville Through Community Chats, a podcast presented by the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce to help highlight, promote, and enlighten people, businesses, and community events in the Greater Belleville area. Here are your hosts, Stephen Sedlak and Eric Huber. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Growing Belleville Through Community Chats. I am your co-host, Stephen Sedlak, along with Mr. Eric Huber. How are you, Eric? Good, Stephen. Doing well. I guess uh, when this drops, Memorial Day will have passed, so the yep. official kickoff to summer is is here. It is. It's it's funny. I really I forgot Memorial Day weekend was this weekend, to be honest with you. I thought it was still two weeks away. My wife's telling me we're going to the lake on Friday. I'm like, no, that's two weeks. She goes, no, we're going this Friday. So, yes, it is here. Uh, today we have with us Mary Lamy. How are you, Mary? I'm doing fantastic. Good morning. Good. Well, why don't you kind of uh, give kind of everybody the 10,000 overview uh, of yourself and kind of uh, who you're with and just a big back or a backdrop of yourself? Certainly. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. So, uh, Mary Lamy, Executive Vice President of Multimodal Enterprises. I work for Bice State Development, and today I'm wearing my St. Louis Regional Freightway hat. Uh, for Bice State Development, most people think of the transit component. We're responsible for Metrolink and bus operations. Um, but we are also responsible for, um, uh, we own and operate the river boats in front of the Gateway Arch. We have staff who work in the Gateway Arch. We own and operate the St. Louis Downtown Airport. And for St. Louis Regional Freightway, our role is basically manufacturing and, and logistics 24-7. Not to mention, uh, there's a president of the of the chamber, right? That is correct. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite jobs of the year. So I actually grew up in Belleville. Um, my dad was a retired Air Force. So we lived on the east end of town. I worked for the Illinois Department of Transportation for about 23 years. I love Belleville. And that was my one way of staying in touch with all the great things that are going on in Belleville and supporting the, the city of Belleville. Well, it does seem like you wear many, many hats just based off of, you know, just the five seconds you gave us there of your background. So kind of tell us a little bit more, uh, you know, how you got into the roles you're in now, I guess. And, um, you know, I guess what is your, you know, your day to day look like, I guess. Yeah. So um, my background, I, I'm a civil engineer by trade. So I worked for the Illinois Department of Transportation for about 23 years. So I knew a whole lot about roads and bridges, um, and the region as a whole about seven years ago decided that they wanted to create the St. Louis Regional Freightway. The role of that office is basically to grow jobs in the manufacturing logistics industry. So we have two primary focuses. Um, one focuses on the marketing component, and they actually did East-West Gateway or Metropolitan Planning Organization did a freight study. And they found, and for those of us who grew up in this area, they found at times our region doesn't always act as a region and we compete with each other, especially when it came to these industries. And so the thought process was, let's create one office. If you take a step back and look at all of our freight assets and you market it, we felt that it would make it easier for site selectors to consider the St. Louis area. The other part is the infrastructure. And that's where my, my hat with the civil engineering uh, came into play. And that's where, when it came time to setting infrastructure priorities, um, we wanted to take the lead as far as having all of the modes of transportation, manufacturing, logistics companies at the table when setting the, the infrastructure priorities with the two DOTs. So that's kind of the high level part that we do. I think the interesting part is we've had a lot of tremendous successes 
And part of the reason reason is, is we've got a lot of great things going on in this area. We do. Um, I mean, Jimmy, we got the, we've talked about it in, in recent board meetings is the, the Boeing um, uh, facility out, out near Scott Air Force Base as well too. So I know that's a big thing, but um, when it comes to the St. Louis regional aspect, um, freeway aspect, is that on both sides of the river? I'm assuming, is there people on both sides that are, are kind of, uh, involved with that yeah so i represent eight counties so five counties on the missouri side on the illinois side it includes madison st Clair, and monroe counties and the, the whole premise is um you know if you combined all of those great assets together it tells a really compelling story you mentioned the boeing component and when you have these global companies operating in a region they don't really see that state line or the river as a boundary uh, mm -hmm. They look at all of our freight assets, assets as one continuous logistics system, uh, and that's why they're coming to the St. Louis area. They come to the St. Louis region because we have a, a 2 million-plus population. They're drawing from that population from the entire 15-county area and maximizing all of those logistics assets that we have. Yeah, and Mary, I mean, I you know, with the Bubble Chamber, we've had multiple, you know, economic development speakers coming in it's i mean i think a lot of people and i wasn't even aware i mean I, I don't know if you just become numb to it because we're so close to the you know the airport we have the trains all over the place we're mississippi river so you know, but it's amazing i think to hear and people that aren't aware of like how important how big our area is with all the different factors of transportation that we have I mean, I know you got to deal with STL freight, but do you guys kind of work all together with the different types of transportation as well? We do. And, you know, in the first two years when we were sending press releases out, it was the, the good news, bad news. The good news is when we told the story, we got national and global media coverage. The bad news is they should have known that about 40 years ago. Right. Um, and I think part of it is really interesting. And that's where the industry founded industry, industry, interesting. Um, when you look at our sister cities like Kansas City, um, Memphis, Minneapolis, Columbus, and you look at their freight assets co compared to ours in every category, we far exceed. And they found that interesting. So like for the rail industry, we have six class one railroads. Those are the national rail carriers. Um, not one of those sister cities has six. They have two, three, and four. The other interesting part about it is you have those national rail carriers um, two of them, Union Pacific and BNS, they only basically the services from St. Louis to the West Coast, and that's it. They just go back and forth from the St. Louis area back and forth to the West Coast. And then you have Eastern Railroads that basically from the St. Louis area, they just go back and forth. Here's the point. We're the nexus of those Class 1 railroads. So from a marketing perspective, we market to manufacturers. If you come to the St. Louis area, you can basically put your freight on a rail carrier and get to any quadrant of of the U.S. And that's interesting from a business perspective. That's something that's really important. Um, and then going back to, to Belleville and St. Clair County, you're part of that network of logistics. So, for example, in Dupo, Illinois, Union Pacific has an intermodal yard. That's a big deal. They also have room for capacity. So that's a high potential growth area. And then as we all know, in the East St. Louis, Venice, Washington area, a lot of rail traffic moving in that area. And those are really important locations for freight movement, but also for opportunities uh, for growth. 
you, you know, you say it's surprising uh, when you put that out, but I, I will say anybody that lives in the, the metro area that has ever driven down Highway 15 into East St. Louis and, you know, everybody's got stopped by, a, you know, a train there because it is such a, a a big hub and a big area that goes through. So to us, that's that's not a surprise because we see it all the time to run through it if you're going that way. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and then I talked about the infrastructure part. So that's an example of where we've got this great collaboration where we've got the, the private industry at the table with the DOTs explaining, you know, what the value is of making those real improvements. And, and in making those improvements on 15, and the, the improvements aren't always on 15. What we're actually doing is we're working with Terminal Railroad Association where they're trying to get funding basically for a third rail lane, so another rail track. Um, and by doing that, that would reduce the, the, the blockages on those crossings on 15. Um, those rail tracks, actually it's in Madison, Illinois. They've got two primary lanes that go through their rail yard. It was built for trains that were, say, 2,000 to 4,000 feet long. That was from 45 years ago. The trains right. now are 7,500 to 10,000 feet long. So that's an example of where we're having the private industry, you know, say, hey, if you invest in the rail, that actually benefits traffic on Route 15 for the people living in that community and them from a freight perspective. And that's where we're, that's a great example of that collaboration and sharing that information. And when you do that, it makes it easier for the DOTs to better compete for funding. It makes our elected leaders more effective of funding for projects like that. I guess what else uh, kind of is in the works or that you guys are, I don't say in the works, but maybe that you guys have goals set um, in regards to the future and how you see or trying to get things to be. So let's focus on supply chains. So before uh, COVID, you know, we, we, we had supply chain disruptions. We have supply chain disruptions with COVID. And for our region, we've got a great track record of continuing to invest in our infrastructure. And that's where by doing that, we're always a great option for supply chain um, disruptions. We're a reliever. So for Chicago, when they get hit with a, bl a blizzard, typically they'll reroute those trains to the St. Louis area. Um, we've got that uh, Interstate 270 Mississippi River Bridge, the Chain of Rocks Bridge, and that's under construction. That's an example by investing in that bridge, not only for the manufacturing logistics companies in this area, it allows them to continue to be competitive. Um, but when there's supply chain disruptions throughout the nation for the St. Louis area, we continue to be a, a reliever for supply chain disruptions. The other example I have is when we heard about the tariffs imposed on ag products. In the Pacific Northwest, typically they would rail their ag products to L.A. Long Beach. Um, and when that tariff was in place, it wasn't cost effective for them to ship it to China. So instead, because they knew we had the rail connections to the St. Louis area, in a matter of hours, they rerouted that product to the St. Louis area because we had the rail connection. They know we have the infrastructure like the Merchants Bridge and the, the MacArthur Bridge, which are rail bridges that we continue to invest in. They knew that we had the first mile, last mile. We got the Route 3, all the local connections that allow trucks to get down to the riverfront and be able to uh, load and offload material. Those trains came to the St. Louis area. They went to the barge terminals that we see all along the Mississippi River. They basically moved it from a train to a uh, barge. They moved it to southern Louisiana, and then they shipped it to Egypt. So 
from a supply chain disruption, what we have in the queue and in the future, continue to invest in that infrastructure. We continue to be a reliever when it comes to supply chain disruptions. It also allows us to uh, support the existing companies we have in this area that create opportunities for growth. Um, for Belva, we have a um, the Freightway.com website. We've identified the top industrial real estate sites uh, in the bi-state area, and we've got locations in Belleville, specifically uh, the Bell Valley Industrial Park that's included mm -hmm. on that. That website basically answers all the questions, why the St. Louis region? Um, and we've got lots of infrastructure projects that are going to be supporting Belleville and opportunities for growth. So you said it's been seven years since you guys started started this, correct? Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess... Where has, you know, from, from when you started till now, what has been the biggest, I guess, accomplishment you guys have, have, have had? So I think the biggest one is the infrastructure investment and building awareness as far as the importance of these projects. And I mentioned the Merchants Rail Bridge. That's a 133-year-old uh, bridge. That's an example where when we worked with all of these industry leaders over a three- or four-year period of time, we built awareness and engagement of that project. If we would have gone back in time 15 years ago and somebody would have asked, hey, you know, we need $220 million for a rail improvement project, no one would have really recognized the value of that. Fast forward to the work that we did because of all that collaboration and awareness, that project within two years was able to secure funding. Same story for the 270 Mississippi River Chain of Rocks project. Um, two departments of transportation, it's really difficult having two DOTs having funding at the same time. They're funding cyclic. One DOT has no funding. The other funding um, has a capital bill. What we did is over a three-year period of time, again, working with federal, state, local leaders, working with the industry leaders, educating everybody on the importance of that, that, that project. Within a three-year period of time, we secured $600 million for that project. In wow. a period of time where MoDOT had no money, IDOT had money, and somehow, because of all that collaboration, um, we were able to sec secure those funds. So I, I'm very proud of that track record. It's not one person who does this. It's this collaboration. We work with the Leadership Council of Southwestern Illinois. We work with the Belleville Chamber. We work with entities on both sides of the river, building that awareness, which positions us really well when it comes time for those grant opportunities. So that I, that template that we put together, super proud of that. Um, we branded our region as Ag Coast of America. Um, we've garnered global attention on that. And when I go through some of these accomplishments, it's all about the marketing point. And that is trying to get shippers, users, carriers to come and do their business in the St. Louis area. You know, you make a, a good point I want to go back to in regards to the age of the bridge, right? Um, because the MacArthur Bridge is the other one, correct? Mm -hmm. The other bridge? Yep. I mean, that was not young either. Uh, so they both are a little bit bit up there in, in age. Um do you guys foresee, I'm assuming you do, but do you guys understand like at some point, maybe one of those bridges, we, we might need another one built to kind of, you know, relieve those or take the place of one of those? So right now, I think we're good at having the two bridges. So the Merchants Bridge, we actually, that that project was the replacement of the superstructure was completed last fall. Um, when it was built 130 years ago, it had two tracks on it because of the new um, super loads on trains, you can only have one train crossing it at a time, but you had two tracks. Right. With the reopening last fall, we basically doubled capacity. So you have two active trains. Uh, prior to that work, trains actually would have to come to a stop. 
and allow one train to pass it. So from an efficiency perspective, you got a really low score on that because trains actually had to come to a dead stop. Now the speeds the trains are moving anywhere from 15 to 25 miles per hour, two trains at the same time. MacArthur Bridge, um, that's our next infrastructure project. Um, Terminal Railroad Association submitted a grant application for that. Our office actually sponsored it. That's where we're building awareness for improving that, that project. So um, I think we're good with those two bridges. The best part of the story is not only are we maintaining the capacity we have, we've actually doubled it within the last year. And we're in the process of um, uh, investing in the MacArthur Bridge. And, and we're hopeful that we're going to get some good news over the next one to two years to continue to invest in the MacArthur Bridge. Good. I guess I kind of want to shift gears a little bit and, and kind of talk about the bi-state development uh, aspect a little bit here as well, too. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot that you guys do that people aren't fully aware of you know i mean you said you have people at the arts i'm sure most people don't don't know that i didn't to be honest with you as well too um kind of what's the um the overall goal in regards to that not just the arts but in total you know yeah. i say the, the, the mission as an agency really is economic development and providing excellent service to both sides of the river and so if you look at why our agency was created it basically is a resource for the region and our elected leaders to go to when we have a facility um, or an opportunity that the bi-state region needs to represent. So if you go back 55 years ago with transit, we had 20 different transit companies operating on both sides of the river. And that's where as a region, our elected leaders said, we need to have one agency be responsible for transit services. So that's why they, they created bi-state development. We actually have an interstate compact um, from Congress uh, that gives us that ability to um, cross city, county, and state lines. So if you're familiar with like the Port of New York, New Jersey, how they have those authorities, we have the same type of uh, authorities. Um, when the Gateway Arch was under construction, um, they needed an entity to provide the financing for the tram system. So they came to buy state development. The, again, the premise was this is a regional asset the elected leaders agreed we need to have the arts be completed. They came to our office. We, Our office provided the uh, financing through bonds for that. And during those discussions with um, uh, Department of Interior um, and National Park Service, a really unique agreement came into place that allows um, our staff to basically sell tickets uh, and operate the tram system. We're also in charge of the marketing and communications. Uh, for the riverboats in front of the Gateway Arch, um, the riverboats came to the St. Louis area in 1964. Uh, it was privately owned. Uh, they came to the St. Louis area because people were interested in watching the construction of the Gateway Arch. Um, and then uh, in 2001, by state development took ownership of those riverboats. Uh, the owner was basically ready to go bankrupt and close the riverboats down. That's where, again, our elected leaders said, nope, we really want those, those riverboats to stay in this area. Our agency purchased the riverboats, and obviously um, we continue to operate them. Uh, this year, we're having one of the best years as far as ticket sales. We're, we're super proud of that. Same story with St. Louis Downtown Airport in Cahokia Heights, Illinois, and in Soche. That airport uh, was closed for a year. Uh, for a year. It, it, it went bankrupt. And again, our regional leader said, we need that airport in place, close proximity to the downtown area. Our agency purchased that facility. Fast forward to today. It's actually the third busiest airport in the state of Illinois. 
Um, the other interesting part about that airport, actually, there's two things. So number one, um, we have a significant number of tenants. We're actually a landlord at that airport. Uh, Gulfstream and uh, Helicopters Inc. operate at that facility. We have about 350 high-paying um, aerospace manufacturing jobs located at that area. So from an economic perspective, um, it provides a tremendous value to, to the region. And the other thing is um, that airport is not subsidized um, with um, tax, taxpayer dollars. So um, super proud of all of our enterprises. I think it's really unique as far as when you have these regional assets that benefit both sides of the region. Right. That's what my state development's role is with all of that. I want to go back to the riverboat aspect here for a second, because anybody that's mine and Eric's age remembers field trips down there and eating on McDonald's riverboat. Is there any plans for that to come back at all? I'm just curious. Okay, so one <laughs> McDonald's, I really don't think there's any short-term or long-term plans for McDonald's to come back. However, um, the riverboats has a lot to offer, and it's yeah. one of the things that we market on a regular basis. We still have our one-hour sightseeing cruises for tourists who are coming into the area. But more importantly, we've launched a lot of unique specialty cruises uh, that are reasons for people to come down to the riverboats throughout the year. Um, so right now, during the spring and summer months, um, we have a, a groove and spin uh, cruise. We have a diva cruise. Um, we have a blues cruise. Uh, we have a skyline dinner cruise on Friday and Saturday nights. And that's it's really neat. I just yeah. went on that two weeks ago. Um, Sundays, we have a brunch cruise. We have holiday cruises, PJ and pajamas. Uh, we've got uh, Oktoberfest cruise. Uh, and then the most recent one that we've just launched is the Ag Coast of America. So for those who are interested in learning about, about the freight component, um, that's an opportunity where we just talk about how we're the most efficient inland port system, Ag Coast of America. We talk about the, the rail, the barge. We basically, the captain narrates it. And basically it's a quick introduction to witnessing global commerce right there in front of you along the river. Now, there's also uh, like riverboat cruises, like uh, like Viking cruises, right? That come through, and those I don't know how I'm I, I'm for my assumption they started not too long ago. Do you guys have any involvement with with that? No, but but we are close partners. Uh, so that actually is a city of St. Louis function, St. Louis Development Corporation. Um, they have a, a port district, and they actually have three different national cruise lines that are planning on coming to the St. Louis area. There's a national schedule where they're making a stop in St. Louis. Uh, they are overnight schedules um, or overnight uh, visits. I think the first one starts in June. Um, if you are familiar with with the Gateway Arch or riverboats are, we're right in front of the grand steps of the uh, on uh, the riverfront. Just south of our facility is where those uh, national cruise lines are, are going to be docking throughout the summer. Oh, that's cool. Well, Mary, we are coming up on about 25 minutes here or so, and, and we know you are a busy person with respect your time. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to uh, discuss at all? Uh, other than the fact that we are very proud um, of uh, the region's global logistics, um, from Belbo's perspective, it's just a great opportunity to promote. This is one of our tremendous strengths. We feel it's a great opportunity for growth. Um, for jobs is supporting uh, communities like Balbo. So I appreciate the opportunity to be part of uh, today's program. No, we, we appreciate you coming on with us for sure. It was very uh, uh, knowledgeable. And again, there's uh, there's a lot that goes on in this area that 
that a lot of people aren't familiar with or know about. And, and that's kind of the point of this podcast to get it out there in any ties to Bevel. So we, we truly appreciate you coming on with us. So thanks once again. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, thanks for listening to another episode of the growing Belleville through community chats podcast. Please remember to follow and subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends and community leaders. For additional information from this podcast, please reach out to the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce.